Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Well, hey, everyone. Happy Monday. Business Matters Monday. Michelle O'Brien here with Catch Can Chamber on First City Forum. And we've got a, a full house today. This is going to be really fun. Hey, what, what, what's up? We're hearing from Karen Wright twice. Uh, I don't know. Some, something was wrong. But first, we've got Dave from the governor's office on the line. Hi there. Happy Monday, Michelle. Did you survive spring break? Well, that was going to be my question for you. Uh, inquiring minds want to know, which is more torturous, your spring break trip or sitting in legislative session? Well, uh, considering my flight back was uh, all in three and a half hours late, my bags were supposedly walked to my Anchorage flight and never landed in Anchorage. Uh, I, I that that is a toss up, but I'm not going to say the airline because. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, here's the deal. At least y- your bags didn't arrive when you were going home, right? So, I mean, I'm going to take a wild guess here, stabbing at the fact that you might have had extra clothes and toiletries at your house. Uh, yes, but my hearing aid charging kit and a few other things that I I, I never anticipated being a problem are now somewhere on a ramp in Seattle, or hopefully winging their way here. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you know, here's the deal. Hint for... Not as sorry as the carrier is going to be if they lose it. Oh, I, of course, right? Well, here, here's my hint. I always pack this stuff that I can't, absolutely cannot do without in my carry-on. Oh, I, I know. I don't need you lecturing me. I already got that when I got home with my wife. <laughs> so anyway, how was the how was the trip overall? Hopefully a nice respite. Oh, you, like I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago, this is the first time in forever that I have agreed to travel during spring break. Um, it, it was that, that time that you get with with your kid. Um, and our daughter is, is our youngest. We've got two kids, and she's a, a senior this year, and she will be starting her, her welding apprenticeship and welding inspection uh, apprenticeship program in early July. She's a young senior. You know, that, that, was, that was great. Um, and, and I'll tell you, from, from a business standpoint, you know, we here have an idea as to what tourism may look like in the coming months, but to be at a tourist destination and to see, uh, quite honestly, during what I would imagine is spring break month, the entire month of March in, in Mexico, it, it was not nearly as busy, uh, especially on, on the beaches and some of the places we visited, as uh, we thought it would be. And and so, you know, in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, this, this, this is kind of nice not to have the beaches overly crowded. But I also see a lot of seats unoccupied around the pool and along the beach wall. So I, I, I think international travel may even even though it's just Mexico may have a few more barriers to climb than than domestic travel does. But it, it, it was uh, it was certainly something that I was a little bit surprised to see. Well, I would say that you've got incredible barriers to climb, especially if you're Russian. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> oh, although, oddly, uh, I, and I, I mean, I'm terrible in accents. It could have been Slo- it was Slavic accent of some type. There, there, there remains a lot of international travelers. And, and the, the idea that having to take a COVID test 
as a U.S. citizen to return to the United States in which the vast, vast, vast majority of jurisdictions have ended their mask mandates. A lot of them have done away with these ridiculous vaccine passport card things. Uh, but I still have to get uh, pay 100 bucks a person to get a COVID test to return to a place where I am a citizen. I, I, uh, uh, you know, my, my delayed luggage aside, unless it becomes lost, it becomes lost, my, my, uh, my priority will change. But the, the notion of having to test um, in a plane full of masks and a terminal full of masks uh, made up of people who've been vaccinated, I, I just find the, the apex of ridiculous. Well, yeah, you know, I can see that. I'm very anxiously awaiting um, to see if they're going to drop the mask mandate on airplanes as of April 18th. Uh, you know, I, I think I think uh, a lot of passengers, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but just, just me personally, we, we've reached that enough already. I mean, I, I worked 14, 15 years in aviation, 12 of it international, and a, the, the aircraft air circulation systems are far healthier than than in a hospital or, or frankly any other place the the, the air is recycled um, numerous times through HEPA filters and UV scrubbers depending on the aircraft and the model you are far safer sitting shoulder to shoulder in an airplane than you are sitting shoulder to shoulder in a restaurant or at a bar huh Interesting. So listen, I've got a question for you, completely unrelated, but I read about it in the paper, and but it didn't have a whole lot of details. Uh, but our representative, Dan Ortez, had a letter in the newspaper talking about these energy uh, rebate assistant checks for each <laughs> and every the, person. The make-whole dividend payment that they can't possibly call a make-whole dividend payment? Is, Is that the one we're talking about? I have an opinion on this. <laughs> You know, ultimately, it, whatever helps uh, Alaskans across the state um, is is what we're supportive of. Uh, but but I don't think anybody sees this as anything other than what it is, and that is a rebranding of what the governor proposed last year. And now everyone who said we can't possibly do this, it is it is irresponsible, are looking around, looking at the calendar, going, my God, we better do something. Uh, federal policies that we've been quietly supportive of are now costing people five, six, seven dollars a gallon of gasoline. So, uh, if, if your goal is to, to help, uh, Alaskans both now and, and in, in the October, that's fine. People keep saying, well, Governor Palin did this years ago. Governor Palin also paid a statutory dividend. So it was a, a quote-unquote energy rebate and a full permanent fund dividend. So what the governor proposed was to make whole on last year's partial dividend, and that's how we view it, and then a, a dividend based on a 50-50 split of a percent of market value, which would be about $2,400, $2,500 in, in the fall. We've yet to hear what the legislature is planning on doing with that one, but we all certainly are, are glad to see, although they're trying to rebrand it, that they are supportive of the governor's proposal. Huh. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it that way. But, I mean, the, the letter was so innocuous. It didn't talk about – it's the first time I've seen it. I have, I feel like I read a lot of news, listen to a lot of news. The first time I heard about it, uh, and it didn't say an amount. It did, just said 
we're looking forward to this. Every Alaskan gets this energy rebate check thing. Yeah, and, and it's it's like like I said, we're, we're supportive of of you know more money in the hands of Alaskans and consumers and business owners. You know, people, for example, are somewhat dismissive of, of the governor's proposal of a fuel tax or, or a, a holiday from the fuel tax, where you know everyday commercial or everyday private drivers may, may not may, may see thirty bucks, may see sixty bucks if it's amortized out for a year. There's a lot of commercial operators where eight cents a gallon plus of some local jurisdictions suspend their gasoline tax. This could provide sizable savings at a time where everybody is trying to keep costs down. Well, and if you think about the big picture on that, um, those are trucks that are transporting your goods, your food that goes to the grocery store, uh, your ingredients and food that go to local restaurants, and you know the list goes on and on. And guess what, folks? Uh, your your good neighbors, the business owners, aren't eating that money. It's got to be passed on some somehow. Yeah. Yeah, nope, totally agree, Michelle. And and the, it, it's it's a little bit frustrating. And I know you you deal with this. You folks at the chamber deal with this on a regular basis. The the almost intentional disconnect that some have, whether they're policymakers or just average folks, between the cost of a commodity, in this case energy, and its derivative impact. Let me tell you, people who who say that that inflation isn't that big of a deal are people who are financially immune to the impacts of of inflation and this quickly as this inflation is climbing, the percent of the Alaskan and American population that suddenly find themselves impacted by inflation grows every day. And it's terrible that it, that is happening. But, but I think more and more people are becoming far more in tune with federal and local fiscal policy than what they probably were a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, so uh, on a kind of circling back to the caller last week, and he was quite interesting. Thank you so much um, from the, the Governor's People First initiative. Housing is woven in through that, that group and that initiative a lot. And ironically, last week uh, at the chamber, we hosted, because we have the space, a meeting that Grow Ketchcan, which is another organization here in, in Ketchcan working on economic development, had regarding housing. You know, it is mission critical at this point in Ketchikan, as it is in most places around Alaska, but very, very acutely felt here in Ketchikan, um, especially as of late. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to put my two cents in here as a constituent, um, and I should add, this is not the official position of the chamber, folks. Uh, we have not polled the board. We've not polled our members. But it would be really great to see some, you know, there's grants out there, there's federal grants out there for multi-unit um, housing to be constructed um, for low-income, uh, folks that they call the missing middle, and, and so on and so forth. I'd like to see the state do something more proactive on that. Um, you know, even if it's some sort of uh, low-interest loan available through Alaska Housing Finance or something along those lines, because we're rapidly running out of places to put people. You, you know, uh, Brian Butcher over at AHFC um, is a great resource. And what I can do is uh, um, get you, if you don't have it, his contact information. Because, I, I yeah, the... the the, the need to have available housing, and, and I mean, right now, go, going back to inflation, um, the cost of the, the cost of quote unquote inflatable housing is becoming uh, un, unaffordable. 
we, 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 the, the cost of, uh, or availability of two by sixes, of plywood, of sheetrock, uh, we, we still have these supply chain management constraints. And now units that you probably could have built five, six years ago, and, and you don't know, because every, every, like every day it's, it's expensive, right? Five, six years ago, you look at the price of lumber and we thought it was expensive. Well, now, if you can find it, it's expensive, and and I think uh, the, the challenge that every community and every level of government, local, state, and to some degree federal, the feds just throw money out, and we don't really know how many units are being built. Uh, it, it, that that becomes a greater challenge because you have X number of dollars allocated for a project. And now all of a sudden you have fewer uh, uh, homes or, or multi-unit uh, 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 housing complexes that you can, you can actually construct or purchase because you only have that same number of dollars. So I, I think um, what I'll do is, is uh, maybe set up a, a time for, for Mr. Butcher or somebody from AHFC to chat with you guys about that. That would be great. And, you know, I mean, uh, maybe kind of a roundabout analogy would be a program from several years ago, and, and it's my understanding it no longer exists, but um, uh, Alaska Housing Finance used to have a weatherization rebate program where homeowners, even I think even renters, um, could have their home inspected and I, it would be identified like you have really leaky windows or you have a horrible furnace or whatever it may be. And then the homeowner could make those repairs and they would in the case of the homeowner, they would pay out of pocket for that weatherization process, but then they would be reimbursed. Now, I know those grant monies, I believe, ran out um, years ago, but something along those lines, you know, let's get creative here in terms of finding a solution. You know, Ketchikan is a very bootstrap community. When when people see an issue or a problem, they that's what they do. Like the meeting last week, they get a bunch of people together, sit around a table, think about it, come up with a solution. How are we going to fix this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then it's almost like, you know, brake squealing. You're hitting the, the dead end brick wall. Like, oh, great. We we have some ways to do this, but we're missing this key element. Yeah, yeah, and and I I I, I agree completely. Um, it, it, it just it, it, it's interesting when you travel outside of the state or even outside of the country, uh, probably outside of the country more than the state. You, you see construction of all levels, whether it's commercial or, or housing, ongoing. Uh, but here in the U.S., I- any sort of major housing construction project, um, whether it's a lack of workers, lack of material, or a lack of funding, depending on what what the the goal of that housing project is. Uh, we have to be a, a lot more creative in 2022 than we probably had to be in in 20 heck even 2019 at this point. Oh no, I, I agree. Anyway, that that was just my two cents. Again, folks, the mm-hmm. the chamber is hugely interested in addressing issues like. Uh, local housing, um, but I just had to add that caveat in there because this is not, you know, something that the board has taken an official stand on yet. I think, I think, I have a theory that you'll see it come through the line. But anyway, so uh, well, I may be talking to somebody who sets the board agenda. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that that's kind of my t- that's something that came on my radar last week. So um, you know, it, and and then again here down, uh, just so this can be conveyed to who you choose to talk to about this you know the issue in southeast alaska southern southeast is is also land 
you know, up in up in the Anchorage area, Palmer, the Valley, and so on and so forth, there are abilities to to expand the footprint, right? Um, but we're very limited. Ketchikan, for example, I mean, the available amount of land, well, not a whole lot, because most of it's owned by the feds. Yeah, yeah. Federal <laughs> overreach isn't just Anwar and Tongass. It's actually uh, tracts of land where folks may want to build a house and settle and live their lives. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. But anyway, thanks for the hookup on the great guest last week. Um, I'm definitely going to reach out to him again and, and some, in one of the future weeks and have him back on because he yep, was Yep, and he I was will send a note to you and, and uh, uh, Double B over at AHFC, and uh, you guys can arrange to have him come on sometime as well. Yay, awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great day. Talk with you next week, Michelle. Okay, Cheers. bye-bye. Well, that's always interesting. You know, I love talking to Dave because it's not what you expect typically to hear out of the governor's office. Um, and uh, it's, it's just very, very interesting. So now we really do have a full house. We've got Danielle from K-High in the house, and we've got Rusty Anderson. So, Danielle, you guys have a job fair coming up here real soon, right? We do. We're very excited. We're going to be hosting... A K-High Job Fair, April 15th, and we're going to hold it in our auxiliary gym from 8.30 to 10.45. We are really hoping to invite local businesses to come and join us in offering some summer employment to our students for our seniors that want to just work full-time. And let me guess, the employers are breaking down the doors because everyone <laughs> is looking for employees right now. Exactly. Everybody's hiring, so it's a but great time. But you know, time. I think it's a really, I think it's a great experience for the kids when they can get that, um, that job in high school. I know both of my daughters were locally employed um, by folks that were in the tourism industry and they were quite young when they started uh and it was it was great to see the local employers like for example both of my girls worked over at poker creek gold on uh, creek street and it was it was really neat how the employers really mentored the kids and taught them the value of the work ethic and you know what you need to do and then they both moved on over and also took jobs at catch can outdoors completely different experience um and then ultimately um you know they kind of worked their way through the system my youngest daughter ultimately ended up over at southeast stevedoring being a ship's agent and so to take those those experiences i i mean i know for a fact that my youngest daughter who now uh works in uh let's say uh cyber security uh terrorism threat assessment using her Spanish language skills from Rotary Youth Exchange. Anyway, one of the big reasons that she was able to get that job was based on her experience working in the tourism industry throughout her teenage years and uh, being that ship's agent for Southeast Stevedoring because of having to work with customs and, you know, all this and, you know, multitasking and, and really knowing how to prioritize your workload. Anyway, that's my, that's, I don't want to call it a rant, but <laughs> I think it's great. And if you can hire a high school student, um, you, you should, you definitely should. How many, do you have a sense of how, what percentage of the um, high school kids in our area work during the summer? Boy, a lot of them. Um, I, I don't know that I have an exact number for you, but 
It's got to be over 80%. Yeah. I mean, it's most of them. So I think a lot of anybody that's of age and can work is often... Well, if you're of age and you can work, uh, I would take a wild guess that you can absolutely 110% find a job somewhere right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think even at this point, the opportunity is tremendous because there are so many different opportunities out there that you can pretty much take your pick, right? So do you want to be in tourism or do you want to work at at A&P? Do you want to, you know, do something in an office or a hotel or something along those lines? That's not always the case. No, this is a prime time to find a job. And if we can connect these kids with our local businesses, uh, boy, it's just a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're going to see the... um, the, the kids driving the big tour buses. <laughs> Let's hope right. not. <laughs> they, nope, no can do. But there's a number of different things. So how, okay, when, it's April 15th, right? April 15th, yep. And it'll be in the morning, 8.30 to 10.45 in our auxiliary gym. If you're interested as a business in signing up for the job fair, please reach out to me. I'm, again, Danielle Call. Uh, you can call me at 907 228 0417 or email me at danielle.call at k21schools.org. We'll save you a table and it'll be a great thing for our community. Very cool. And if you didn't catch that or maybe you're driving and you, you couldn't write that down, we will be putting that out in the Chamber newsletter and on our uh, Facebook page here later today, uh, if, not, if not tomorrow for sure. But uh, that's great. One quick question. You bet. Um, do you tell, do you coach the kids in advance about job interviewing skills or, you know, bringing a resume or having extra copies of their resume for this job fair? That is a great question. And that is definitely something we will be doing. We will be having those conversations. It's great for them to get a little practice ahead of time. Um, the purpose of the job fair, of course, is for them to even see that there are jobs available and where those jobs are available. And once they get that information, we can work one-on-one or in our advisory classes or... Okay, I got another weird question. I don't even know if this would be appropriate. (laughs) Rusty's looking at me weird. Um, (laughs) So um, you've got uh, Ann Smith, a student, who goes around and interviews, say, with five different businesses at the job fair. And do you give feedback in other words, like, pretend I'm the business. Rusty, you have a business. Pretend you're interviewing one of the kids. Is it possible for Rusty to write down his comments about Anne's interviewing skills and then you, and then you could give feedback to the students and say, okay, so Anne, you interviewed with five different businesses today. Um, and even if they did, did or did not get a job, um, this one business said that it would have been really great if you had a resume with you. Uh, one person said that you seem really shy and maybe were kind of soft-spoken or maybe one person uh, noticed that you were on your phone constantly during the interview. Are you know where where I'm going with this? Is that possible? (laughs) I think it's anything is possible. We are looking to do, you know, whatever we can to help these kids to set them up for their future success. So I think that's a fantastic idea. I would would totally do that with a kid and welcome that 
opportunity. Yeah, because I think the businesses, they, they want to be constructive. They're not just going to be like, oh, that, that kid's a nightmare. You know, <laughs> they're not going to be like that. I think that they would offer constructive criticism and say, hey, you know, if they come back and interview again, we'd like to see kind of more of this and less of that. Um, anyway, just my two cents. It's my two cents day. I, I, I gave it. some to the governor. I'm giving some to you. <laughs> we'll take all the cents we can get right now. Right. <laughs> all righty. Awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by. Please feel free to hang out. Rusty is in the house. Everyone knows Rusty from being over at Rendezvous. Hello. But he has a new thing going, and I had the opportunity... I mean, of course, I paid for it. No freebies here. Uh, but I heard about his new um, pressure washing and landscaping business, and I don't have a yard, so that was off the table. However, I did have a house in dire need of pressure washing. And your guy came over. He was prompt. It was really cool. He was very polite. And all of my neighbors have been commenting. They're like, wow, your house looks fantastic. Holy smokes. That's great. That's great. And then what I, I hear, I'm, I'm going to give you some feedback, Rusty. What was really cool, this is how great and how impressive this was. So Rusty, off-site, because he's over at Rendezvous, has his guy working at my house, right? And when they didn't finish the job in one day, they made arrangements to come back another day, another day. Job's finally done, which I didn't even realize it was done. I immediately get a text from Rusty saying we're done now and i just wanted to ask if the job was completed to your satisfaction like instant i mean it's it was almost like when you check out of a hotel you immediately get that email they're like right. give us feedback on yelp it was great I, I was so impressed yeah it's important to make sure the customer's always happy well it is i think it it, it definitely is if you want to stay in business right, right. so right. i want to know how you you know you've always been a guy if you guys didn't know this listening Rusty is the guy that for years and years, I've lost count of how many years, you would go five. around five years on your on your day off and for free fix elders' homes. I still do for free. Oh, you still do? Correct. Oh, my gosh. You're a busy yes. guy. You're a busy guy. So did this idea of this business come out of that, or how did, how did you brainstorm this? Well, one day I opened up my garage, or I should say storage, and I noticed I had some tools in there, you know, lawn equipment. I thought, you know, why don't I start doing little side jobs and make a little extra money? So uh, I decided to get the lawnmower out and weed eater and started doing a couple yards and, and then used that money by a pressure washer. Um, and so then you I, laddered up. Yeah, so then I realized, you know, I should get, you know, be legit. You know, I don't want to do this, you know, without having... Um, the borough will find you. Yeah, without <laughs> without being licensed and yeah, yeah, insured yeah. and stuff. So um, first time ever doing it, and I think I overdid myself because I I guess I LLC'd and I went corporation, and I'm like, <laughs> so it costed a little bit to start the business. Um, um, but once I started going this last year, I did really well. Um, had really good help. Like I had kids, a couple kids from the high school helped me out. I uh, really loved it. Um, you know, it's not about the money with some of these kids. It's not about if it takes them four hours to do a yard. At least they're staying focused on a task and make sure it's done right. Um, so a lot of these jobs I do, um, whether it be maintenance or whether it be whatever, you know, um, it takes longer than normal because they're learning. And that's important to me, you know, making sure they stay focused and, and they're not on their phones and, and uh 
please ask questions. You know, if you're not sure, just ask me and I'll, you know, guide you the right direction. So, um, yeah, so then I started doing snowplow. I bought a snowplow, doing snowplow. And boy, was it needed this year. Yeah, yeah, it stayed <laughs> pretty busy. Smokes. First time I ever done it, and I did well, so. So, pressure washing, um, and then you lawn care. Lawn care. Right? And mm -hmm. then also the snowplow. And right. anything else under that? I do maintenance. Um, uh. I do minor maintenance. Um, right now, I do quite a bit through Legacy Real Estate. I do a lot of their maintenance. Um, a lot of their maintenance through Legacy. So, um, I get phone calls putting up, you know, doors or little stuff like that. Um, I haven't got too many phone calls from seniors because i don't think they realize i still do it for free so just throwing that out there if you need a ramp done stuff done around your house just give me a call and uh, or hit me on facebook and do you still have your fund over at madison by the way this is separate than rusty's lawn care and more <laughs> yes i still have pay it forward at madison's okay. it's oh it's been at 35 dollars for the last year now so if you feel free to go in there and put some money into pay it forward that material will help a senior out um, that needs stuff like wood or um, new faucet, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. How many employees are you up to now? I have three. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm hoping this year I'll I'll um, be able to get more. Right now, I'm doing all my paperwork and trying to figure everything out, and it's pretty tough. So, definitely looking for an accountant. Yeah, bookkeeper. Somebody, yeah, bookkeeper, bookkeeper for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty so, tough. All right. So this you, you've started this business and I mean I'm I'm giving you rave reviews. I mean I, I was just very, very, very impressed. I heard of a I heard I had a different chamber member stop in the office. So this particular chamber member owns multiple businesses. And at first I thought it was just I don't know if I can tell the name of the business, all right? Because I didn't ask her if I could say it on the radio. Anyway, so we're talking about her her member business of the chamber, right? Mm -hmm. Which many of you know. What I didn't know, and in the course of the conversation, she said, "Oh yeah, you know, we have an office up in the Heckman Building." And I said, "What an office? What what? Why why is it not in your store?" She goes, "Oh no no, that's for my other business." And her other business, really interesting, and I'm, I'm you know, it's like one of those things. Like, darn, I wish I would have thought about that. So what she does is they take care of people's properties who are seasonal. Not, not your, tour, your jewelry store tourism people necessarily like that. For example, my old neighbor on, um, at my old address, I'm not going to say where that was either, <laughs> um, but they are a, a retired couple who they spend every winter in California and every summer they come here. And so their home is vacant and so that's exactly the service that they provide is they go in they check they make sure that everything's squared away you know we don't have any pipes bursting you know are there any other things that need to be done do i need to meet dre over at the house for the annual furnace servicing or, or something along those lines so my question for you is do you see yourself she mentioned nothing about lawn care by the way or yard <laughs> service do you ever see you expanding your business to I that market where you know, maybe it's like when people are not in town, you can check on their yard or, you know, it's not like you need to mow your lawn in December, but. Right. Yeah, I plan. do. I do a few contracts. Most of all my jobs have to be contracts. It's not a one time thing um, just because I want to keep it looking nice. Um, so like when I bill them, I usually bill them 
um, a little higher the first time because I want to get it to where they want it. And then I keep coming back each month and, and keeping it down and keeping it the way they like it. Um, so oh, it's a lot cheaper I the second, third, fourth, fifth time. Yeah. And I winterize before winter hits. I winterize their yards and stuff like that. So get everything ready. Um, I have quite a few contracts now. Um, can definitely use more. But um, I'm like I said, I'm still full-time at Rendezvous. I got a couple of days off. So my crew is out there working and doing a great job so rain or shine rain or shine yep and i, I prefer pressure washing in the rain and we weed eat in the rain we trim trees in the rain um a lot last year is a lot of salmon berries and alders oh yeah so we cleared a lot of that this last year so we stayed pretty busy you know i have i, I have high hopes for you let me tell you the reason why i have a good friend been friends for decades back in tallahassee florida and real simple kind of guy but brilliant and a genius and i'll tell you the reason why he started as a high schooler working for a local pool cleaning company now granted we don't have a lot of pools here mm -mm. but pool cleaning company learned the trade and then went out on his own and he literally literally has like this huge empire of pool cleaning repair and just like you rusty everything's on contract you know you're gonna have your one off if someone has a major malfunction you know like down there it's gonna be like oh my gosh my vinyl and my liner just ripped and it's got to be repaired you know so those kind of things <clears throat> but by and large every week terry's pool service shows up cleans you know makes sure makes the recommendations and does this and does that and that i think i have high hopes for you you're yeah. on your way to an empire. I see it growing. Definitely see it growing. Um, I think I've been around and have pretty good word of mouth, you know, as far as um, uh, what I do for the community. So um, I definitely, uh, I enjoy it. And I'm starting this next year. I can't say what it's going to be, but I'm starting another entity. So um, I'm definitely going to be growing. How exciting. So. You know what I think is really cool? is that in the in you would have never thought this going into 2020 right when this everything hit the fan you would have never thought this but i have just watched with great pride and interest in the number of small businesses brand new small businesses that have popped up around ketchikan i don't remember seeing this number of people striking out on their own in all sorts of different things I don't remember it being like this in years past. There was always a smattering of, you know, new here, new there. But all of a sudden, it was like, boom, tons of, like, got to new this, got to new that, got to new that. And being in business, I learned, and, and uh, <laughs> the smart way of doing it, so it costs money to make money. Um, definitely, um, I put 94% back into my company. Um, and besides paying myself and paying my guys, whatever. So everything went back into my company and that's the only way I feel like I can make it again next year and again next year after that and then hopefully smart you know, smart yeah. yeah and if you I've got great news if you oh by the way how, how do people get in touch with you they can either hit me on Facebook at uh, Russell Anderson or call me at 907-821-1028 
Nice. And if you are thinking about starting a new business or you have started a new business, maybe you just have a question about this or a question about that or you're having growing pains, we have great news. Grow Catch a Can has just, it, like literally as I talk right now, they're moving into the chamber offices at the plaza. And we had the extra space. And since we no longer, uh, the SBDC decided to not fund um, the business advisor position anymore. And that was catch can based. And so we thought, wow, we're, we don't have that presence. You know, people have questions about business, this, that, and the other. It would be great to have someone in our office. So that's going to be great. You can get Grow Catch Can over at the Catch Can Chamber. The offices are located in the plaza above Wells Fargo and right next door to Legacy Real Estate. So, um, and, th and that'll be great. There's meeting space for them and everything else because they've been growing too. And they first were over at uh, Tongass Federal Credit Union's The Commons, which is fantastic. But now they've added some staff and they've, they've, they're meeting with lots more people. And so one of the little rooms, which is really great for a single kind of employee worker situation, there was no room. They were growing. Imagine right. that. So uh, anyway, look for that and you can reach them over at the Catch Can Chamber. Now they're still kind of moving in, so they might not be there all the time, but they will have a big presence there. Hey, also coming up this week, this Wednesday at noon up at the Cape Fox Lodge is Chamber Lunch. And this week's going to be really interesting. Uh, we have a guy, he's kind of a quiet, unassuming genius, if you will, who lives in town and he is an expert in rare earth minerals and you know given the ukraine situation given the global situation you know a lot of people don't know that we have deposits of rare earth minerals right here in our own backyard so he is going to be talking about that this wednesday at 12 up the cape fox lodge 25 dollars for non-members or 20 dollars for members and you get lunch and a good talk so it should be very very illuminating also happening this week this I'm excited about. Hey, you could sign up for this. Literally, you could as a, as a new chamber member. We're launching a local um, gift card program. It is absolutely free to participate. You just need to go in, run by a company called Yifty. And so what they do is, like, say I'm on the Catch Can Chambers website. You'll see a list of all the businesses that are participating. And they'll also be given something for their window. Uh, but like, let's say I want to buy a gift for a friend or maybe I'm late to a party or something along those lines. Um, oh man, I forgot. Well, I can go in there and buy a Yifty uh, Catch Can Community gift card in the denomination that I'd like. And then what happens, it emails it to me or texts it to me and then you can send it to your friend and they can take that gift card into any of the local participating businesses. So for you, Rusty, if you wanted to sign up, um, then what you could do is sign your business up and then they will email you. It's, uh, it's your own Yifty gift card, right? right. It and it's loaded with 10 cents. Right. And then you just run it through your, your POS system. Right. And then bingo, you're live. So look for that rolling out. I mean, it's just another thing that we wanted to offer people around town. Awesome. And that keeps the dollars local, right? You can go to various stores. Like Safeway is the first one that pops to mind and buy a Visa gift card. But you know what? I have a theory on that. What happens a lot of times is people stick it in their wallet and then they're going to go shop on Amazon. 
which does nothing for our community. Right. Nothing at keep all. Keep it local. Yep, keep it local. So uh, merchants and people be looking for that at catchcanchamber.com later this week. And then, of course, later this week, I would be remiss if I didn't put in my shameless plug for the Queen of Hearts raffle. We just started it all over again, board number three. So the pot is kind of low. Right this second, it's sitting at $610. Uh, the last winner, by the way, won $3,500. The last person before that, on the first board, she took home $6,500. But there's also all sorts of mystery prizes underneath other cards. And on this board, under one of those cards, is two round-trip tickets on Alaska Airlines. So tickets are 5 bucks each or 5 for 20 and you need to buy those by Friday at 11 a.m. You can only buy them at catchkenchamber.com. It's always interesting because I don't lay the cards. I have, I have no idea what's going to be turned over every week. So, right. And this is this is really great. So this allows us to do more things for the community through your, your support of things like the Queen of Hearts raffle. So, hey, guys, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for having me. That was super Thank fun. You. All right, that does it for Business Matters Monday. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Monday.